I'm Kevin O'Coin, and Brian's drinking out of cans. <laughs> and this life in the rough, the podcast. Woo! Gotta tell you, Bri, I think I figured it out. That's great. I haven't figured out shit besides who I oh. want to bet on this week in the Masters. But, oh, I, dude, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back another week, man. I'm thrilled to be back another week. But before we get into it, I just want to put out a, a public statement. Um, I talked to my publicist about this. It seems that this is the best forum to do so. Um, just want to apologize for the poor audio quality from me the last episode in the first 24 minutes. Not really sure what that was. I think it might have been a slight connection issue. But the thing is, when Kevin and I are just rattling off gold, you can't go back and re-record that. It's This is in the moment stuff you're getting here, guys. So apologies. It's not going to happen again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, just wanted we can move on. Yeah, we were hoping our, uh, our audio technician, Andy, was going to be able to take care of it. But uh, lo and behold, it was uh, not something that could be fixed post-production. So, right. But here we, we are. fired him. So we know yeah. that's not going to be an issue anymore. Um, right. So, exactly. Nope. Here we go. Hopefully Let's... he's not going to try to collect because <laughs> we can't really support that. We didn't pay into unemployment to begin with. So we're not worried. <laughs> there, there was also no Andy guys. Hate to break it to you. But... The two man pod over here. Yeah. 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 We're the, we're the dream team. We are the dream team. But that's right. how was your week, man? You get a, you got a lot of golfing type activities going so, or what so, so over the last week so a lot of weird things happening all i did play a, um an immense club event <clears throat> it was it was horrible i mean I'll, I'll get to it um but i mean it was just like 40 degrees 20 to 30 mile an hour winds it was just horrible conditions mm -hmm. i'll get to that we'll just go in um go in order earlier in the week we had a virtual we've it was three weeks left last week so there's two weeks left now and apparently the playoffs started last week and nobody knew about it nobody knew who they were playing there was no matchups nothing was set and you just we were just told to play around and then after we finished our round they were like yeah well this was the first week of the playoffs and i, I was like well don't you think that's a bit ridiculous that you didn't know who you were playing against like and so right and like during the season like there's so many cares? matches going on like who cares but like once there, there's what like eight people that make the playoffs uh yes like you should have those people playing together <laughs> i completely agree and i'm sitting here tied in seventh with the guy also in eighth so the guy in eighth is tied for seventh with me and i'm like well am i in the playoffs am i not in the playoffs what's going on do we need to make up rounds and we just couldn't get any information my cousin john he was like listen executive decision you're going to match us up this week with our week five matchups. I'm sure he did the math or something about it. And we'll go from there. She's like, okay, no problem. Uh, he texted me today and um, the matchups were uploaded, but they were not in the way that John said that she wanted them. Yeah. Mm. It was essentially eight, one, seven, two, um, which put Nate against me in the Ooh. seven, two spot. Yeah. He smoked me. He shot a 37. Um, it, Damn. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. It, I mean, smoked me i shot a 42 i think i like i didn't play horrible and that was with right. a double on the first hole um which Damn. didn't matter because he burnt because nate birdied anyways um but it Damn, was just 37 yeah That's very good dude great round he he's going to do so well in the men's club this year at uh he's at top stone right yeah yeah he i mean 
I think the he had a slight swing adjustment with his driver that somebody gave him a tip on, and now he's just murdering the thing. When I first met him, he'd only hit his three wood. He still hit the thing 290 yards, yeah, or 275 maybe, or, or maybe 290. Who the fuck knows? But now that he hits his driver 300, like he's gonna be so deadly on the golf course because he doesn't he doesn't really have a miss left or right. He tops it a little. Uh, mm-hmm. From time to time, but it's still with so much swing speed that the ball cruises. Yeah, I'm always shocked at how far Nate hits the ball. Oh, it it, it blows my mind. Um, yeah, but he so he was the the second seed. Ended up beating me last week. I'm pretty sure it beat me straight up on the first three holes. We may have tied the last four or five holes, um, mm. but I was only like I think I was playing to a twelve five. He was playing to like a. 10 9 or something like that so there was probably only like one stroke um, yeah between so I, the scores aren't uploaded no one knows what the hell's going on there's two weeks left i'm out of the playoffs apparently maybe oh turns out it's actually a round robin type playoff format well, and you're gonna be playing through july so <laughs> yeah um so the thing is even if you're out of the playoffs and even if you didn't make the playoffs you can still go to the remaining weeks to compete for skins which okay I mean, I'll probably do just to, you know, it's two weeks left. You know, I'll probably do it just to get out of the house. Actually, I don't know if I'll go next Wednesday. Next Wednesday is supposed to be like 70 degrees out. And yeah, I, yep. I hear, hey, he knows, he knows. Um, it, I, I think that just might be one of those days where uh, we do a little, uh, we do a little work outside, especially yeah. if I'm not in it. Like, I, I, well, so, oh, so I didn't mean to cut you off there at all, but we are in the sweet spot of the season where now it is light until seven o'clock at night. And now it is going to be 60 to 70 degrees outside. And my dog isn't going to shut the fuck up, but right. either way, it's like, it's tough to go play indoor golf when you're vibing with the weather, you know? Yeah. And another thing I think is a little difficult is like going to indoor golf and it's light out. Like, I could just I could just go to the range. I could go in my backyard and hit 70 balls. Um yep. it I just think the league is a little too long. It's 20 weeks. I think 14 weeks, 15 weeks, I think that would be perfect. Um yeah. and uh but listen, they're they do it for 20 because they get people to pay. You know, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um you make a the, good point with the light too. Because like, I don't know, like if you think like during the winter, like you get to the end of your work day and it's like dark outside, you're like, fuck, I've been inside all day, but like it's so shitty and dark outside. I don't even want to be out there. But then like once like the the clocks change and it's light out when you're getting out of work, all you want to do if it's sunny, I like, oh, I just want to get outside. Like I'm so sick of being in an office or in the house all day. You know what I mean? So last thing you want to do is drive and then go inside to play golf. Yeah. If if I didn't have, you know, John, Nate, price and um and joey also in the league so like there's a lot of camaraderie like actual people that i like not just the people that i'll play in a match with and be friendly to um it it does make it more of a social and fun activity but it's the time of the year where i can log scores outside i uh, if i was still in the playoffs i'd feel a lot better about it but whatever i'll go try to take some skins money off of nate and yeah be unsuccessful Dude, I didn't even think about that aspect. Like you're able to log scores. Yes. Which I was actually thinking about this. Like I technically, I can drive to Massachusetts and play golf or drive to Connecticut and play golf in these two weeks. And I can still log scores. It's not about like where you have your handicap. It's about where you're playing golf. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll drive 
I, I don't know. I was kind of thinking of driving out there this weekend, but I was like, is it really worth it? Just to log a score in April when you're 10 days out from your own handicap. Yeah. And like the open. ball striking is that quick where I want it to be anyway. So, um, yeah, no, I hear you. Um, I was on a client call the other day and the guy lives in Florida and he's we're we started talking about golf and he yeah. was like, Oh yeah, every, uh, it, your gin never closes every month of the year. Well, I'm logging scores. And I was like, damn, I wish, I, I wish that was me. Um, yeah. But hold on. First of all, let's back up. What are you sipping on? Oh, I'm sipping on a little uh, Founders All Day IPA. How about you? What are you sipping all right, on? Well, I've got I've got a Bud Light, um, and then I'm going to move to some Claws after. I actually went a variety pack of Claws, so I've got a blackberry, strawberry, and mango lined up. Don't count my drinks, people. My wife doesn't. But it, it uh, we've got a variety tonight. The palate will be all over the place. You know, it was funny. I was going to say, as I answered what I was drinking and I asked you what you were drinking, I was like, this is going to, this little, what are you sipping on segment's going to get old pretty quick because Brian's always drinking his Bud Lattes, but then he decides to give us a huge variety pack all in one week. And I yeah, I was thinking about that earlier too. And what is probably going to happen if we do keep going with the, what are you sipping on segment? I'm probably going to have to start changing it up a little bit. Maybe a little bullet, maybe a little bullet bourbon, you know, maybe with a little big rock. We are going to see. And if I get too tipsy, maybe we'll we'll resort back to Bud Light. Mm, You know, I I do have a confession to make, too, because Mm -hmm. I do have a backup beer sitting on the desk next to me. And it's not a Founders All Day IPA. It's a nice little Paps Blue Ribbon. PBR, not wrong with Yeah, you got to love those. PBR. I also do love the fact that we just named a segment that we never talked about prior. We just happened to talk about it, but the, what are you sipping on segment? I think that we need a little intro for that. I, I mean, it, we I might mean, need we another don't... can opening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that. Don't you yeah, worry. Guys. We, don't, that, we, we might not need to like record it right this second, but I think we could do a little, a uh, little, uh, what are you sipping on? Could, it intro. could be, yeah, nice. could, could be integrated going forward. That is mm. definitely a possibility. Integration is key. I, I like um, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I hit the range a little bit earlier today. I told, I, I texted you. I was like, I got to get get out to the range, get some well, swings in. Kev's doing everything he can. I, I texted him. I was like, listen, bud, I, I'm going to be a little bit late. I, I'm going to go for a walk with Charlotte and Piper after work, give Courtney a little bit of alone time. And he's like, no problem, man. I'm going to go up to the range and fire some off. And I was just like, dude, I'm so jealous. Don't get me wrong. It's another, I wouldn't want to be around Charlotte and Piper, but if I could have brought them to the range, um, I, I, I'm just doing nothing but winning like Charlie Sheen, but, oh my God, dude, I, I went to, I think it was last, maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe I went to the range and there were these two ladies there to get, like, they didn't have even bags. Each of them just had a driver with them. I think they like, were just going to have fun, just but they had their dog with them. Just tied the dog up to the bench Big and the dogs? dog just laid there and watched them. All right. And I was like, I, if I brought my dog, <laughs> she'd be going bonkers at the driving range. Dude, I went one time. So um let's rewind like 30 40 episodes i had lost my eight iron i left it greenside um my tailor-made sim max eight iron and i called tallwood yep yeah called tallwood for like a week straight they're like i don't have we don't have it yada 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 i right before i go buy one off ebay i just decide to call them again and they're like actually we do have it and i'm like crazy so i drive down there i got piper in the car I get out of the car, like windows are down. People don't be crazy. Um, I get out of the car. I run up to the clubhouse. 
Piper is freaking out. Like I was about to abandon her somewhere. Like she was going nuts. And I mean, I'm sure like the amount of cards, the amount of people, the amount of smells, and I'm just going to leave you here and like deuces. uh, Yeah. So she went crazy. I don't think she'd do the best on the golf course Um, goals maybe, Um, but uh, I don't see it in the cards. Yeah. I love, I love a good golf course dog. You ever see those like superintendents that just have Mm -hmm. a dog and it just, there was, um, Oh, what's the private club in Newington Indian Indian Hills Indian or Indian Hills. Hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, the super there, or whoever the guy is, has a dog. And I remember I was playing there. I hit my ball into the left rough and his cart happened to be sitting there. Like he was doing some work and my ball was maybe 12 feet from the cart. Yep. The dog was just sitting on the seat of the cart. I walked up there, made eye contact with the dog. Just It was acting like it wasn't even there. Yeah. I was like, how well trained of a dog do you have to be able to just like keep it off leash in your cart. Like these people are walking around with sticks and balls and they're not even interested in them. Like that's crazy. Yeah. At Blackledge, uh, the, the head of the grounds crew, he, he goes around with his, uh, with his dog. It's, it's just so cool to watch. Like the yeah. dog has no issue. Oh, we're on the way. All right. Let me hop in the back of the cart. Let's go. Oh yeah. I, have you seen the videos that tiger has with his dogs too? Like he'll just like hit a chip shot up to his like green in his backyard and he'll like send the dog for it. The dog will bring the ball back to him. I have not seen that, but of course tiger Woods's dog would retrieve uh, golf balls. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Excited about tiger. Hey, oh, you mentioned tiger. It what? what yeah, this is I was a perfect say, day. The door is open. There's so many, so many things to talk about regarding tiger. Um, first, I mean, he had his, this, Tuesday today, he had his interview this morning. I texted you as soon as he said it. I was watching it live. He said, right now, planning on playing. And I was like, that's what everybody wanted to hear right there. Not even that. They asked him, do you think you have a chance to win? Yes, I do. Okay. So he's not playing unless he has a chance to win. Let's touch the second question first. What athlete is ever going to tell you, no, I don't have a chance to win? What are you doing here? It, like if you don't, I don't believe know, I mean, you can... well the masters is a, is a good example because like do you think larry mize is going in there he's like oh i'm gonna win the masters this year okay that's fair um that is a great point bernard langer uh, listen bernard langer Freddie couples is plus 100 000. i threw five on him let's see what I'm, happens but... i'm pretty sure I, I we might have to double check this i'm pretty sure langer was like real low last year he was Oh, maybe. I don't, I have no idea. Or it was another tournament that he had an exemption in and people were like, is this for real? Like this guy. And yeah, what happened? Well, dude, happens. he's timely. I mean, he's crushing the champions tour. First yeah. of all. Yeah. He, he's like, Phil, don't worry. Take a sabbatical. I'll still be here when you get back. Oh yeah. I'll be ready for you. Um, we're going to get back to tiger, but while we're talking about this, I will say that's probably my favorite thing about the masters is that you get the lifetime exemption into the masters. And all of those guys just keep coming back to play because it's such a unique experience and such like an atmosphere at Augusta that they just want to keep coming. It's so exclusive. Like I was doing some reading. um, You you get down the the rabbit hole, one click here, one click there. Like I I knew that you um, spectator or that cameras and phones are not allowed on the grounds at the masters. Um, But I didn't realize like, how many more areas of exclusiveness there are like the the pros have a a, a, um, a shop where they can buy merchandise from the fans have a shop where they can buy merchandise from but in the pros merchandise shop there are items in there that pros are not even allowed to buy because only members are allowed to buy them and the pros are wow. not members of augusta national i think it was um 
um um um the name is slipping me it's not zach johnson maybe it was streelman i I forget who it was but he wanted to buy an ashtray um it it was an augusta national ashtray and it was like ridiculously expensive to begin with but when he got to the register the man the the um person checking him out was like i'm sorry like i don't mean to be rude but you can't buy that it's for members only which is it just goes to the exclusiveness of augusta national like oh yeah so um this is sorry well i'll just finish this real quick so this is the differential between so if something was bought in the the um the pro shop that the fans can go to it'll say masters on it if it was bought in the players pro shop it'll say augusta national on it so that's the way that like if you see someone in in some sort of memorabilia it's also only legit from that store they won't sell it on Amazon, you can get second party sellers and whatnot, the rebate yeah. and all that. But the only place you can get master's memorabilia is at the master's. So the way they kind of differentiated a little bit, and I never knew this, um, they changed the wording on it. So as instead of yeah. saying the master's, it says Augusta National. And so if you see someone with something like that, they knew someone that was allowed in the players or pro uh, or members clubhouse, and they were able to purchase that. That's crazy. It is kind of crazy how Augusta is like, it's like the Disney world of golf kind of like Mm -hmm. in in, in the sense that like at Disney world, everything is done so over the top, but so perfected that like you feel like you're in a different universe. And I feel like that's how Augusta is. Like, it seems like it has this just crazy aura about it. They talk about like the tunnel that the players get to walk through and how like they literally make changes every single year, but like you get to the course I was watching the the golf channel last night while they were doing like the interviews and broadcasts and stuff. And they were like, any change they make in the last year looks like it's been there for 50 years, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool about Augusta. Um, just to backtrack a little bit, you're talking about like the exclusiveness of yeah. Augusta and all that. I just finished reading um, the greatest game ever played. I think we might've talked about this either on last week's episode or the week before, but something really cool in there going way back in the day Um when pros were playing in tournaments, like wait, I'm talking like early 1900s, late 1800s in America, when they were going to play at tournaments at these different clubs, the professional golfers that were playing in the tournaments wouldn't be allowed into the clubhouses, but the amateurs were really because yeah, because like way back then where like, there's not all this, like they weren't like celebrities, like the, the people that played golf as amateurs, like they were like the privileged people that like had this money and could afford to play and belong at these clubs. Whereas the professional golfers, they were like, working class citizen you know what i mean like they were like grinding a life together being professional golfer kind of thing so they were almost like lower class than the, the amateurs or the people wow. that could like a, yeah which i was like that's so crazy to think about because it's such a so the opposite i mean i guess like it's still like rich people belong to yeah. clubs now but like you don't look at professional golfers as beneath an amateur golfer you know what i mean in any way shape or form yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. You just kind of reminded me of we're talking about the, uh, the exclusivity of Augusta, but, um, what's crazy, something else I had learned just digging into it. So I think the like initiation fee for Augusta is like 20 to 40,000 or something like that. But there's like it's a, a lot of money, year... but it's not ridiculous. No, like in no. Concept there's, of other. there's been a waiting list that hasn't changed in like 26 years or something like oh, that. 
like you can't really apply to be a member at a gun. Like you get invited essentially. Like right. if they want you to be a member, you will be a member. But if you want to be a member, like you, like you can't really apply. I'm sure they have applications, but I'm sure like, I don't know. Like, like you said, like that list is never going to change. Yeah. Well, there's a waiting list. So, so right. But guess how much the greens fees are for a guest. So like you're a member, you're bringing yeah. me, guess how much I have to pay. Oh, See, like I could go in either direction just because like, if you think about, I'm it's thinking not about a lot the food. I know. Well, I'm thinking about the food at the masters. It's like a dollar 50 for a sandwich. I was going to yeah. say it's like 20 bucks or something. Around I was going to say 20 bucks or 5,000 around 40 bucks. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I dude, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I'd want to play it, but like, truthfully, I like, you got to walk that course. That thing looks like a monster. Obviously, yes. If I had the opportunity, I would play Augusta National. Yeah, I'm not saying no. But <laughs> do not I, hear what Brian's not saying, people, please. But I think I would have a lot more fun being at Augusta National, like watch it, following a group of players inside the ropes, like being able yeah. to experience that, I do think would probably be more fun than just playing it because either way like you can tell people about it but there's no phones there's no cameras like you're not going to get any photographic evidence of you playing it so yeah i can go shooting 100 at blackledge i don't need to go shooting 120 at augusta but if i could watch the best players in the world like walk the bag with them i would i i think that would be a little bit better than playing and i that may be a way out of left field take and people may disagree with that but I don't know. I just, I think it's such an amazing course. I, I just want to see it. I, I think I would really get a lot out of that as opposed to, I don't need to necessarily play it. Like I'd love to play Pebble beach. I think I'd prefer to play Pebble beach over the opportunity to play the masters. If I had the opportunity to go to the masters, if that makes sense, if you're giving me the uh, opportunity to go watch an yeah. event at Pebble beach or play it or go to the masters or play it, I would pick playing Pebble Beach and going to the Masters, and yeah, you can go to one, you can play one. Right. You would, yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, obviously, I would like to play both. I mean, so you just got my uh, my mind going a little bit. As you Wheels were are turning. Feel, like if you go play Augusta, or you go play Pebble. Like we're obviously not going to be playing from the tees that the pros are playing from, but I feel like we as golfers do this like you and I, as people just like go around and play public tracks or whatever, whenever we go to play like a really nice course, don't you always feel kind of obligated to play the longer tees? Like if you either play the whites or the blues, like if you go to the nicer course, Oh, I'm going to play the blues. Cause we're at this nice course. And don't you think it would be way more enjoyable if we just teed down? It's like, Oh, we're at this nice course. Let's enjoy our day. Let's play a little bit shorter, more within our means. I completely agree with you. Me personally, because I'm not super long, um, I have no problem playing. I mean, I, I'm never really one to say, let's play the forward tees. Um, but a perfect example is last year we played, um, Hudson national golf club out, yeah. out in, out in New York and the blue tees. I want to say we're like 68, 6,900, something like that. And yeah. the whites were like 65, and I remember which isn't short. No, not well, not not short at all when you're dealing with a legit golf course. Um, and uh, I, I was with Jack, Jack's a long hitter. Um, and he said, Well, we're gonna play from the blues. And um, 
Jack's dad was also with him. He's like, Jack, you're out here. I'm not playing the blue. I don't give a shit. You, if yeah. you want, go for it. But then the caddies came in and they're like, I don't recommend you playing the blues. I, he's like, it's just going to make your round miserable. You're out here to have fun. And another thing is they don't want, like, it still took us like six hours to call. Um, right. like, like the caddy has to go find your ball. It's one caddy per two people. Right. So you hit a ball. He's got to go find two balls, then go bring you your clubs. Then go like, it is a long process. Um, yeah. You're just making it more difficult on yourself. Listen, I, I would also argue, let me give you a 4,000 yard um, course and you still won't break par. It, right. The yardage doesn't matter if the course is difficult. Right. I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I, that's just something I feel strongly about. I've had many people say that like Portland uh, is a very easy golf course because it's like 6,000 yards. Um, right. I, I would completely disagree with that. It's got extremely difficult greens. The slope is incredible. It, just because there are a couple holes that are only 320 yards. I mean, yeah, those are convenient, but right. it doesn't matter if it's a dog leg. Yeah. And, and like you said too, I, I do think on the same course, T to T stroke or two difference, maybe depending on the course, but I feel like people stigmatize it as like, it's not the difference from an 85 to a 72. No, no. You know what I mean? Like it's not, if you normally play the blues and you go play the whites, you're not just going to all automatically just like break par for the first time in your life. That's not how it works. No, I, I played the blues when I shot a 78 at, um, at Fox Hopyard. No, I played the whites. I was playing yeah. with my uncle. I was playing with another elderly gentleman and my cousin. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, I know I'm in your group, but I'm going to play these back. To I still have to get the ball in a very small hole. All right. Yeah. The extra 30 yards distance. All right, whatever. You should be good with all of your irons. I'm not. I have been in my in my career, but uh, currently not. But like, it's just I don't know. I think the distance thing is a bit is a bit much like. Yeah, that, that's just my two cents on it. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I don't know really how we got on this tangent as we were talking about the Masters coming up, but um, yeah, or actually, dude, we were fucking, we were talking about Tiger. How do we go from Tiger to the Masters to just talk about playing the appropriate tees? I just lost right over the big cat. This is what you get on life in the rough, guys. Oh my God, we're, we're all over the place. This train um, is off the rails. Well, speaking of all over the place and being off the rails, um, I played in my second men's club event um, this past weekend with uh, my buddy Dan, and um, we both played like shit. Um, oh no! I mean, it's okay. It it was April second. Yeah, April second. One day after we're able to log scores, we might have had a high of forty one degrees. Um, oh, we might have had a low wind of fifteen. I mean, yep. it was just constantly brutal all day. I'm pretty sure we had, as, as a group, we had like seven or eight balls plugged. Like, wow, no idea. Like, we saw yeah. it land in the fairway here. We saw it land just in the rough. Balls nowhere to be found. And yeah. like, that was like my round last week that I was talking about. Um, it was so. I mean, some we took uh, winter rules plugging situations, but you know, not finding them and, you know, yeah. taking drops, taking drops. So I, um, I mean, it went off the rails. I'm not even going to go through the scorecard because they, um, 
they email you a summary. So I'm just going to tell you, honestly, Kev, what I'm pissed off. So I shot in 101. What I'm most pissed off about is I didn't shoot in 100. Because one of the mini games is if your score ended in a zero, you it paid you out. That's not determined till like after, like it's a random thing that like after the tournament starts, they just yeah. come up with a number. But so that's cool what they do that. I, yeah, that. there's a bunch of little things like that that they do. Um, yeah. But so the reason it's like I was kind of kicking myself. Um, me and Dan were playing with uh, these kids, uh, Nick and James, who both great guys. Um, and we'll probably play it with them again in the future. But um, it was the 18th hole. I hit the fairway, I hit the green and which is something I wasn't doing at all all day. Um, but on 18, hit the fairway, stick to green. And I'm still like probably 30 feet away. Um, first putt comes up short. I've got like an eight foot putt for par. And I was like, well, this sucks, Brian, way to go. Um, yeah. Miss it by like a foot. Um, go up to it, tap it with the other side of my putter. No, no, I, I address it. Um or did I? No, I like kind of half did it, put it in, it missed, and then I put it in. So I four putted um, for a double bogey, and that gave me a one hundred and one. And when we were getting a bite to eat in the restaurant after having a beer, they had, they had mentioned that, and I was like, oh, man, I really feel like an idiot because if I had just putted that like one foot putt, like like I can't because I didn't care at that point, you know. I was going to say, well, it's funny because like you were like you. It, like you weren't even going to break a hundred. So you're like, well, fuck, what do I care if this next puck goes in? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I had, um, so I had three pars, four bogeys and 11 doubles or worse. Um, okay. I had one drop, two drop, three drop, four drop, five drop. So I had five drops a four putt and five, three putts. I, it, I mean, I had it and like Dan was, you know, kind of getting a little frustrated. And I just said to him after I started double, double, triple, I parred the fourth hole. But yeah, after I started that way, I was like, dude, listen, with what we're battling against, everyone else is battling the same conditions. There was a, a guy in the league. He's the, the best golfer in our league is a plus handicap. And he shot in the 80s. Like, wow. I mean, when. When you have conditions like that, like, listen, everyone's dealing with the same shit on the par three um, on the back nine plays like it's uh, on the card. It's like 195. But with the wind, yeah. dude, I hit a driver on this par three and I still didn't. Ma- well, I hit it in the fucking wood, so that didn't matter. But um, it like it was just miserable conditions. Like you had to laugh about it. Like it yeah. got to the point um, where it was just laughable. I had some very nice shots. Um, but I kept finding myself in position. I punched out probably like eight times. Like it was just constantly dropping strokes. Um, yeah, dude, getting your distances in situations like that, or like the early season rounds, like where you said, where it's really cold, it's windy, it's really wet. Like it is so hard. Like you can, even if you hit a good shot, you can hit a good shot and be like fucking 40 yards from the pin. Cause you're like, Oh, all right. Well, I guess I had no idea what my numbers should have been. You know what I mean? It's so difficult. And yeah. it's like demoralizing. Yeah. I mean, I was a 12, five and then that 101 got added and now I'm a 12, seven. So I, we're just, the, the problem is a couple, I think like my last five scores, like are all going to be replaced. So like, I just need to start playing well. It, listen, I'm not going to be Did mad. You're, 
Mm-hmm. Did your 101 get counted as one of your no. top eight, or it just knocked off one of your good scores, so it made you go up, is what you're saying? Yes, it, it knocked oh, okay. off one of my scores. Yeah. Um, but dude, it is what it is. I don't care. Like, I don't get me wrong, I live and fucking dream about golf, but there's only so much you could do. Like, and getting frustrated. You're only going to compile things like it's not going to fix oh, yeah. anything. Come back another day. I shot. I think it was like a 95 when you shot your 78. Right. Yeah. Like I, it, or 93 or so. It was like, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then we like Horrible. The next day I shoot a 76. Like, yeah. Listen, you can't help but get bad breaks. Um, right. It, it is what it is. Um. So, you know, it, it, it definitely sucked. It was unfortunate, but like, it was just a miserable, I remember like being on the golf course being like, this sucks. Like I'm so, yeah, I, I'm pissed that like I used today to golf instead of tomorrow. Like Sunday was so much nicer of a day. It wasn't really windy. It, it got up to like the low fifties, but Kev, listen, it's early April. We've got a lot of time. We've got a lot of time to figure this all out. Plenty of time. Like th- these rounds this time of year, it's just like the season hasn't even started yet, but it's just gravy to be playing these rounds. Cause like you don't plan on playing, I don't know, like I've already played two full 18s. I've played a couple of rounds on the par three course. Like it's, it's April 5th. You don't really plan on that happening. You're lucky if that happens. Yeah. I, I was playing Chenacosset on President's Day in the middle of yeah. February. Exactly. Like that's, you just gotta be happy to be out there at that point. And like, if you can't enjoy those rounds, then what are you doing? And I wish I could have carded that. Cause I shot an 81 with a 37 on the back. I'm saying dude. Oh man. Miserable. That's um, all right. Well, it's the first well, scorecard officially in actually um, it's the, the first official scorecard that'll be going into the pile of scorecards, but I've already got about five or six from just rounds of 2022. So we're going to keep it going. And that wasn't your first men's league round either, right? Like you had a men's league last year or last, uh, last year, last week. The, I think it was two weeks before. I don't think they were back oh, yeah, to back been. week. Yeah. Um. God, now I'm forgetting. But that was a, uh, it was a shamble and you couldn't oh, right. log scores anyways. But the reason it's important is once you log five men's club events, you can play for free if you book a tee time between six and eight or no, six and seven. Yeah, there would be no two times at eight. Um, if you play between six and seven on Mondays and Fridays, it's free if you're in the men's club. After work or like a.m.? Uh, yeah, p.m. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So if you can, and we can book tea times two weeks in advance. So, it, you know, going forward, I could ideally just try to start booking six, 15 tea times on Mondays and Fridays and never have to pay for them. You can do that unlimited amounts of time. It's not like you get one round that you can do that. Correct. Yep. Every Monday and Friday. Wow, that's but, a sick perk. Think about how, like, I've definitely grabbed six o'clock tea times there and like paid for them. But yeah. in my head, I'm just wondering like how easy it's going to actually be. Like, but still, if I can get out there for five holes, like that's perfect. That like it's yeah. essentially a range session. But I'd probably Dude, get go more bring out like of it. five clubs. You know what I mean? Just like bring like your driver, a couple irons and a wedge. Well, I'm going to have a new bag at this point, Kev. So, oh, I mean, okay. by, by that time, Sorry. I'm going to need to you know, be bringing that bad boy around. Pardon my ignorance, Brian. That's okay. So, all right. What did you do? Talk to me about it. We, we yeah, got so I played as well. I, um, 
I actually got to play Friday morning. I had the day off on Friday and um, that, before that, we went out to, we went to Abby K and Marshall's. We weren't able to play at their club. The, the course itself isn't open yet. The clubhouse, like the, the restaurant and stuff opened, but we couldn't go play and we had stuff. We were doing stuff anyway. So we did, we didn't play there, but um, I took off Friday and I got to go play Friday morning at fairways, a half moon um, up my way had an eight fifteen tea time. I was the only person on the golf course the entire time I played 18 holes. That's wild. I mean, yeah, 815 like, is cold. It, it, dude, it actually wasn't even bad. At one point I took off my quarter set because I was like sweating. It was like, it was a nice day. Um, but I, when I got back to the parking lot, I'm like loading up my bag or whatever. And the next tea time pulls in next to me as I'm unloading my bag from playing 18. Wow. At like 1045 or 11, whatever. I think it was around 11. I played in like I, two hours, 45 minutes, I think is what I played in. Um, it was soaking fucking wet. It rained all night Thursday, stopped raining at like five or 6 a.m. Yep. And then I, I went and played golf. I was like walking through puddles, but um, we'll see. But for sorry to cut you off, but that see, that was one of the issues also. I, I mean, I obviously it was wet because of all the plugging that I mentioned, but like, yeah, there were some times where where your ball was, it was so much standing water around you. You're like walking back like 30 fucking yards to find somewhere to drop your ball. Like, oh, yeah, it, oh. dude. And how tiring is it when it's that wet out and you're pushing your push car and mm-hmm. like it's just like it's you're not way sure more taxing. Like you don't yeah. realize how much more like it's just like it's I don't know. I was like fatigued at the end of the round. There are times where I'm pushing it forward. I'm like, am I going deeper into the ground and not yeah. forward? Dude, it's so it's fucking brutal. But um Either way, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through it. I actually had a decent round. Um, start off with three straight pars. Um, all three of them I had to make somewhere between like a, I think the shortest par putt I made on those first three holes was like four or five feet. Okay. I had to make like a five to eight footer on all three of them. So I was, I was stressing myself out. You were earning so it. Yeah, earning it. So I'm even through three, pull up to four, yank a ball left. It goes into the trees. I hit a provisional because I think I might be able to find it. Can't find it. Have to play my provisional. Leave my ball about 10 yards short of the green. Duff my chip. Hit another bad chip. Two putt. Make a quad. So I go from even through three to four over through four. Solid. Yeah. And I am pissed because I was like, I wasn't hitting the ball well, but I was just kind of managing my way around the course. So I'm like, all right, I'm kind of like, I'm staying level-headed, not getting too hot. The quad happens, now Kev's hot. Um, but we go on to the next hole. I um, hit the green, par three, two putt for par. Uh, next hole, just missed the fairway, hit the green, lip out my birdie putt, par. Next hole, par five, hit the green, hit, in a, hit my second to like a yard short of the green, almost chip in for eagle. Tap in birdie. Okay. So I'm back to three over. Um, and then I move on to eight, par three, bogey, and then nine is a par five. I top my drive and then I top my second shot. Oh. So I lay two about a hundred yards off the tee box on the par five. Oof. And end up making double. So I shoot six over on the front. I have five pars, a birdie. <laughs> so I'm and a bogey 
So I'm even on seven of those nine holes. And then I have a double out of quad. The others. Yeah. So I like, I was wicked pissed, especially with that double. Cause I was like, I was, I'm playing pretty well. And I'm like, just kind of like scraping it together or whatever, but either way, six over on a nine in April. I'm happy with that. Make sure. the turn, make the turn. I, um, I go par, 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 bogey, bogey, par, bogey, bogey. Four over. For, for four over. Yeah. So I, I shot know. 10 over 82. Nice, dude. Yeah. I hit seven fairways and six greens. So I was just like really scrambling. I was like, I was putting really well, but my lag putting was horrible. So like my first putt would be absolutely terrible. And then I was just making like those five to 10 footers all, all day. Did you mark your so, putts? Did I mark uh, my putts? Yeah. Uh, I did. Oh, no, on my card? No, I did not. I I got like five holes in and I was like, oh, sh-, cause I was marking like my fairways, my greens. I was also writing down like my distances I had in. So I knew like what shots I was missing where mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm like five, six holes in. I'm like, fuck, I should have been writing down my putts. But um, I don't think I'm like, I only do it because I really want to know when I one putt and three putt. Um, yeah, you don't need to write a two putt if you hit a fairway and hit a green and you write a four down. It's very clear what you did. Oh, yeah. Um, but I had sent you uh this was probably late on a Friday or Saturday or something, but I I was just scrolling through Instagram on my profile. Yeah, I'm that vain. I'm looking at my own photos, and I had come across a couple um old scorecards like from like 2013, 2012, and First of all, they were amazing. Um, but the thing about it is I don't think I like cognitively realized how long I've been marking scorecards the way I mark scorecards. Like I, I pull yeah. up the scorecard from June of 2013 and there it is. My, my, my name, the date that I play, the whole top line is my scores. Skip a line for any notes that I want to write underneath the hole. And then the two bottom boxes are furs and gers. Um, which the one I sent you was real cool because it was a Shenacosset scorecard. I shot a 40 40 uh, for a nice 80. And um, on the front nine, I hit every fairway. <laughs> um, but no, Dude, it just. It's crazy that you mark your scorecard the exact same way every single time. Like, I don't have that discipline. And I'm also not usually the one in the group that's keeping the score. Yeah. But the fact that you do it every single time and have been doing it for so long <laughs> is insane. I, and I, that's what, so that's what blew me away at first when I was like, hold on nine years ago, I was still carding like my scores, the exact same. Well, the numbers were a lot better. Let me tell you. But um, it, it just blew my mind. I was like, good for you, Brian. Good for you to be disciplined. And Hell to, yeah. to not stray away from it. Cause let me tell you on this scorecard that I took this weekend, we've got six, six, seven, five, seven, four, six, three, seven, six, 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 four, five, seven, five, five, five. And I put putts in every single one of them. Three putt, three putt. I, listen, you're only going to know <laughs> Sounds like a lot. Three putts. five, three putts and a four putt. That is not what you want. So that right there, that's seven strokes that I should have taken back, right? Let's say no three yeah. putts. That's seven strokes right there. I had five drops. That's like, you could see where the wheels are coming off here. Like, oh yeah. Um, And, and that's why I'm not that upset about it. I'm going to go out next week and I'm going to hopefully play well. 
Actually, to be honest, I don't know when I'm going to get out and play next. Um, this weekend, I've got my buddy Jamie. His son's first birthday is this Saturday at noon. Um, so that's going to be in the middle of the day. Not going to be able to golf then. Um, love you, Jamie. Um, Sunday, I'm giving Courtney. <laughs> Just don't uh, yeah. love your timing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing of it is, though, I think what I've realized with kids is like you have to plan around naps. So like, yeah, there's a, probably such a speed spot yeah, for kids that age. For sure. For sure. Um, so we've got that Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to let Courtney, um, you know, go out and do her thing. It's also kind of selfish. I can just sit home with Charlotte and watch the master. So not that big of a deal, but next weekend being Easter weekend, we don't want to travel all around the state on Sunday. So we're going to do mm-hmm. my family on Saturday, her family on Sunday. And I just thought it was going to be more of a dinner thing. I had signed up two weeks in advance for a uh, tea time for the 16th, uh, 10 AM. Then I found out that we're going to meet for three, um, maybe two. So had to bow Ooh. out, told Mike and Dan guys, I'm out. They said, no problem. I get an email. I'm taking off the reservation. So they're going to move on without me. Listen, I'm going to have to find new friends in the, in the men's league. Holy shit. Just remembered. I didn't bring this up last week. A member of our men's league died on the golf course in Wait, an event. What? Yeah, no, I said exactly what you thought I said. So a member of the horrible, the guy was 72 years old, has a heart attack on the 17th green. I I tell my dad, he's like, how pissed was this group? They didn't finish. I was like, dad, I don't know. Too soon. Um, Because also if there's a place to die, I mean, (laughs) I agree. I agree. And when you think about the amount of elderly people that do play golf, I bet it's not, I, listen, like it's certainly going to be a super low number, but it wouldn't surprise me if like, that's not the first person to die on the golf course at Blackledge. Like just because of the age of some people go, like I've golfed with people in their fucking late eighties. You know what I mean? Like, and they're huff, they're walking with their bag. Like, they, I don't know. I could, I could see it. the guy from Bagger Vance had like five heart attacks on the golf course. All right. It finally killed him. I just love that you added in at Blackledge. It's like, what, you're going to call up the course, ask them what the course record is and what's your body count? Come on. Yeah. I, yeah. I, well, I, the, nobody ever died at my family's golf course. I do know that. So, yeah, we're, we, we're going to compare apples to apples here, even though it's probably okay. not concerned. Ours was a par three. Um, but we were playing last week with James and Nick, and they were in the group behind them. Oh, my God. He was like, dude, it was, and I couldn't imagine. Like, he's like, you know, we're behind these guys. We, we hit our second shots up and then we just noticed this guy just laying on the green, like, like awful, just horrible. And putting all that aside, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. I don't know how you would even finish a round. Like I wouldn't care. Like the score doesn't matter. Like as a person, like I truly have no idea how, wait, you expect me to hit a ball and now I'm standing where this Maybe my ball lands on the green where there's an imprint larger than a divot mark because his knees just went into the ground because he like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just dude. Yeah. I, that would, Oh my God, that would fuck me up, man. I don't know. Yeah. That I, I mean, that would definitely be something crazy. So that was wow. Oh. This podcast episode just took a crazy turn. I, listen, guys, you were going to hear the ins and outs of every bit of course history when with life in the rough. So that was just a little, uh, little thing that happened in the men's league. Listen, we hope that it's only going to get 
um, less sad from here. Uh, listen, I shot in 101. So clearly we had something sad happen two weeks in a row. Things are only going to get better from here. We're already being really consistent with how we normally play golf. Last week, you played well. I played like shit. This week, you played like shit. I played well. Yeah, that's great. So you're good for next week. I'll I'm, I'll take the weekend off. I'm, I already got a tea time with the Pats. I got no. I, I've got no availability for tea times. I might I might be able to get out Friday afternoon. That's the only chance that I probably have. Um, because the other thing about like say plans at noon, at this point in the year, like you can't grab a six a.m. tea time. Like it's just no. too it's too dark. It's too cold. The, the course isn't going to be open. Um, yeah. But I was a coworker was saying to me today, he was like, oh, you must be getting out all the time. And I was like, are you, you know, I have a three month old daughter, right? Like, and yeah. also it's, it's cold and it's April. I, I just, you know, I'm in my head, I'm like beating myself up that I'm not, excuse me, able to be getting out for tea times, but I've been able to log scores for five days of the month. I need to get this anxiety driven, need to be at the golf course all the time feeling out of my head because listen, it's not going to happen when I get to the courses here. I need to take advantage of it. I need to post low scores and I need to really come with my a game when we record. That's true. I would like to do the exact same thing you just said. That sounds fantastic. I mean, listen, if I could play half as much golf, but do it as twice as well, I'll take it. Hold on. Let me do the math on that. <laughs> Kev, you play half as much and now you're a three handicap. So, sounds like a good deal. Sounds like a fantastic deal. Let's do that. Maybe I'll play less this year too. Well, all right. Wait, nah. wait, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't be silly. Wait nah. till your wait till your obligations catch up to you. Listen, that's yeah, what no, life is. I think I'm playing twice this weekend. So yeah, sorry. I would too. Look at this. Got this little nice little notepad on the uh, desk. Yeah, that says USGA. Don't you worry. You suck go again. For yeah, that's actually what it stands for. Um, but customized for the golf. Got that in the mail. They wanted me to sign up for Golf Magazine. I said, uh, oh. I can read it for free online. Thank you. I thought they were going to try to sign you to the tour. No, I wrote them back about the podcast and uh, return to sender. Can you believe that? Back. You should have. Did you write it on one of those little post-its that they no, gave you? I did not. I dropped the ball. Oh, well, that's why. I know. I know. I fucked up. Um, yeah. d- so was that the only time you got out this past weekend? Um, yeah, okay. I went to the range and things are good. times. Yeah, things are good. I, yeah, I, don't I was going to say I figured it out, but you know, I won't have it figured out come next week. So the King Cobras will work until they don't. And then they work again. And then they yeah, don't. Nah, the King Cobras do definitely still feel really good. Good. Good to know. It's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not the, the hammer. It's the carpenter, you know, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah. all right. So we've got some improvement to do. Um, you shot 10 over you're like a six, so you need to improve. Um, I shot about 30 strokes worse than my handicap. So I've got some work to do. Um, but I think we're going to be able to improve a little bit this week, Kev, by, uh, the golf we're going to be watching on television. I'm excited. I love the masters. I can't wait to watch tradition. Like any other, I mean, Julia's working all weekend too. So, you know, I'm just going to be sitting on the couch all weekend. My boss is on PTO the rest of the week, so I'll be working hard, but it is good to know that I have the option of maybe having Charlotte watch the Masters in the background and give me updates. Hell yeah. I love that. Did you get her a nice little like green and yellow onesie? Uh, I'm going to put her in a life in the rough onesie. Um, okay. 
you know, with the thing is with baby clothes, they just, they grow out of them so quick. And like, yeah, it's not like, yeah, that shirt I fit into three years ago, hopefully I can fit into it again. It's like, there's literally no going back, um, with, with children, they, they grow. Um, but I've got some money down. I've got some money down on a lot of people, a lot of people don't tell my wife. Um, what do you like? Give me, give me three guys that you like. All right. I'm not going to say one of them because I know that you like this person. Okay. And I know you're going to say them. Actually there's multiple. So I say whoever you want. I I I was just about to say, I need to not, I need to not be worried about your fucking feelings. Um, out of the chalk type of players, like I, I did. Yeah, play. I don't want to hear about any. Yeah. I don't want to hear JT, John Rom. I don't care. Don't tell oh, me about that. No, well, actually, while we're on Rom, I think it's a little crazy that Vegas continues to set Rom as a favorite in every single tournament when he continues yeah. to not necessarily play well, when he is no longer the number one player in the world. I, like, I just, it blows my mind. It's like yeah. the public is just drunk off of this John Rom from 2021 and they're just waiting for him to, to turn it back on again. Well, yeah, dude, I was just watching um, golf channel before we were recording and they were talking about John Rom and they were saying this past, like this season or whatever, his shots gained around the green and on the green are both like, like the one that he's in better position on. He's like number 150 on tour. Like he's one of the best, like oh, from like T to green, like he's one of the best, but shots around the green and on the green, he's very, very bad. That's like not historically how he is. So he really needs to figure out his putting and his chipping apparently. Ooh. <laughs> if I can figure it out, so should he. Um, Yeah. But that was just a, a quick thing on Ron. I like got nothing against him. He's going to be awesome in his career, but I yep. just think like it's ridiculous for people like us that have seen the tiger years mm-hmm. to give John Rom plus six fifty odds in some tournaments, similar to what tiger would be getting back in between 98 to 2001. Like it's just, ridiculous. it's insulting to the players like uh, Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy, like to, to be that much of an underdog compared to, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think that's, I agree. Ridiculous. I don't think it makes sense. The numbers is what I, I'm not saying he, he's not one of, you know, the best few players in the world. Well, my club fell down. But what I am saying is that the odds that are being given are just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyways, so I, so three picks that I really like, uh, Will Zalatoris plus 3,800, Louis Oosthuizen plus 4,800. Um, and then I also threw some on Siwoo. Siwoo plus 8,500. Um, really like that. And I wish I actually went on DraftKings instead of FanDuel because I think they have them at plus 9,000. So I left a little on the table there. Um, yeah, I, I like was... all three of those. I also took all three of those. Oh, love that. And I like the other three that I didn't mention, but they're all they're they're all kind of long shots. Do you mind if I just tell them? No, go for it. And also, I, I apologize. I did not take Siwoo. I don't know why I said I took all oh, three Oh, that's of those. okay. Um, yeah. I also really like him... I think top 30, he's like plus 300. I screenshotted it. Let me mm. tell you real quick. Um, oh, no. Bobby Mack, top 20, plus 260. Strep Saka, top 30, plus 200. Those also kind of look a little bit good to me. 
Mm, um, I haven't looked at any of like the top 10, top 20. I know. Steps, so. I was just doing it at a red light, which you shouldn't do. But um, the other <laughs> ones that I threw in were Corey Connors plus 5,000, Adam Scott plus 5,500, and then Bubba Watson also plus 8,500. Lefties know how okay. to get around Augusta. I, I love Adam, I mean, uh, Bubba Watson, his history here, it's amazing. Um, and then, you know, got to go with some past past history like adam scott knows how to get around this course um mm. i i stayed away from um jordan spieth dude he makes me so nervous yeah so that's funny i was actually talking to nate about him earlier today uh okay. we were talking we were talking masters pools and who has Spieth? <sighs> do you or does oh nate does no nate has i think yeah. nate has Spieth. uh nate, i could be remembering i know like, i think he does too because yes because he's like my guy's making a swing change the day before the tournament starts. Yeah. So my thing with speed is like, I do feel like he's going to hit this year. And like, I just know it's going to be the one week that I don't like, like him. You know what I mean? So, so he's like really like, he's like volatile to touch in my opinion. Well, very volatile, especially because here's one crazy thing. So last week he gained seven strokes T to green on the field. All right. Yeah. That's wild. He lost seven strokes tee to green. Uh, sorry, he lost seven strokes putting last week. Wow. That's, that's his worst putting performance of his career. His second worst was the week before. Well, he three putted from like three feet, right? Was that last this past weekend? Yeah, that was. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think that skewed the stats too, too much. But that, no, was, no, that no, should have been a one putt. I, I think that's like kind of a. Uh... It, I mean, a compliment to how his putting was. <laughs> well, he used to be the best putter on the PGA Tour, and yeah. to have back-to-back weeks where you've had your worst putting performances of your career, I don't know if course history is enough for me to believe in Jordan Spieth. I, I agree with that. I like that analysis. I, I'm not interested in him in this week at all. Um, but I feel bad I will for say. Nate. Everyone he drafts yeah. is ridiculous. Like I'm pretty sure he has Harry English. He withdrew. Uh, Jordan Spieth is a mental case. Bryson is hurt. He's barely even played this year. Like Dude, he had such a good draft. I would have really He's liked Bryson screwed. if he wasn't injured right now. You he know? said in an interview, I'm I'm actually thinking about taking him not to make the cut. Uh, I think it was at plus one. 30 it might have gone down since but yeah he did an interview on tuesday saying that he's like 75 80 percent healthy i know i saw that he's obviously lying like that yeah. in my head i'm thinking he's like 60 percent healthy if you say you're 75 to 80 and i also think the yeah same he's like tiger. mr optimistic too you know what I mean? right i think tiger is playing it off like yeah we'll see how it goes i think he's in better shape than he's leading on only because I don't think Tiger would ever want to put himself in a position where he embarrasses himself. He's done that before. He did that yeah. when he came back from his injuries about 10 years ago. I, I don't think he would put himself in that position again where, where he is in his career. He's got no problem sitting out tournaments or just playing the majors. I don't think he'd put himself in it if he didn't think he could compete. Yeah. I, if I, if he didn't do that like interview earlier today and I didn't have this knowledge where he said I'm, I'm most likely going to play, I was, I was up until that point, I was still leaning. Like even this morning, I was leaning that he, I didn't think he was going to play because they showed him at the end of his practice round yesterday, which was Monday, Mm -hmm. like walking up his ninth hole. And he was like, not walking normal. You know what I mean? I didn't see that. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Like he didn't like, it wasn't extremely obvious, but you could tell he was kind of like, 
uncomfortable, sore, something. And like, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, he's got to do it. And if he makes the cut, which like, like, you made a good point when you were texting me earlier. Like, he he's probably going to make the cut. Like, he knows the course so well. And like, he can just like kind of like slap it around out there. And I feel like still shoot close to even par, honestly. But yes. Um, and with the field being, like you said, past winners, Bernard yeah. Langer, um, they're Larry, like th- there are going to be yeah. guys that are there for ceremony. There's a bunch yeah. of amateurs that are going to be there. I'm sure one amateur will make the cut. It happens every year, but yeah. I'm sure there's going to be amateurs shooting 17 over in two days. That happens every year. Um, yep. With the limited field of like 90 players, maybe even less now um, with Harris English after they added JJ spawn, I'm not sure, but I, and the fact of his experience at Augusta, he's made 22 of 23 cuts there. The only cut he didn't make was the first time he ever played the course in 96 and he wasn't even professional. And then the next year he beat the field by 12 strokes. No, nine strokes. No, uh, no, 12 12 strokes. 12 strokes. He had a nine stroke lead going into Sunday. Okay. Wikipedia. Um, He won by 12 strokes. Runner up was Tom Kite. That was in the 97 Masters, but okay. Um, hasn't missed a cut since 1997. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really super worried about him. I think that's the, I, I think, think that's the play I think of the it's weekend. More everybody. likely that I think it's more likely that he somehow gets into too much pain and can't keep playing in WDs than he plays the full two days and doesn't yeah. make the cut. Yeah. And I it, don't think that will happen. Like, I don't think he would be playing if that would happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think his preparation over the last week and a half or so for, and, and even before, like who knows what he was doing at, at home with his trainers. Yeah, exactly. Like he's always a hush hush kind of person. Like, you know, Justin Thomas played around a golf with him. Justin Thomas isn't going to tell you how he's hitting the ball. He, he knows better no. than to do that. Like, listen, tigers like Michael Jordan, they play it close to the chest. When they want yeah. you to see what they've got, they will. And that's why it wouldn't surprise me if Tiger shot just even par and finished like T48 or if Tiger went out. And that's shot like, like kind of exact. Yeah, I'm kind of like pretty much exact. I make, I'm expecting him to make the cut and be somewhere around the middle of the pack of the guys that make the weekend kind of thing. Yeah. Like somewhere between like 25 and 35 ish and that's still competing with the best golfers in the world 100 you know you talk about normal fields are like 160 players 150 players something like that we've got a field of 90 and some are like a chunks amateurs a chunk is past winner like danny willett come on listen great story back in 2016 mr willett but you've got one of the longest odds in the field like what is he really gonna do Right. No, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, you mentioned the amateurs a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody I do like this week who is not going to be one of my three is Patrick Cantlay. He's plus 2,500. He's a little bit chalky. That's why he's not one of my three. But yep. he wa- he took low amateur. I'm going to say amateur just because it's Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say it was 2012 or 2013. Um which I didn't realize, but I've seen it mentioned a couple times uh, over the last week or so. So I do like him because obviously he had a really hot end of last season, even beginning of this season. Um, he obviously knows the course, so I, I don't I don't mind that bet. But um, 
Let me give you my three. I, Will Zalatoris is like my number one pick for this week. Honestly, I know you already mentioned him, but I would say I'm going to go with Sam Burns plus 5,000, um, which I think is really good for Sam Burns, the way he's been playing this year. Do you have uh, any concern that he's never played the course before? I mean, maybe a little bit, but not really, because Zalatoris had never played the course before last year, and he was looking like he was going to win the tournament for a decent amount of time. Yeah, the only reason I ask is because I said before. I Augusta think. is a course that, like, it well, pays to have played there. Well, definitely, but in terms of, like, the betting numbers, like, I've been saying outside of this, like, the odds on Tiger are bullshit. Like, he should be, like, plus 9,000. 8,000 yeah, to win this 100%. Like because of the public. He's at like 45 or maybe plus 5,000, but for him to have the same odds as Sam Burns, who's won three events in the past year or 14 months, whatever it is I, like, come on. It's ludicrous. It's, like, it's it just absurd. Awesome. Like one can yeah. play golf really well and has been proving it. And the other yeah. hasn't played in a sanctioned PGA event since 2020. The Genesis isn't a PGA event. It's an invitational that, is set up yeah. outside. There's only a certain amount of people invited. So, like, I mean, yeah, he played last February, but and he played back in November with Charlie, but he's riding in a golf cart. They're like, right, right, yeah, exactly. No, I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. I think I, it's kind I, of I, ridiculous that that's I what, like. that's what no, I guess what I'm saying is I do like the value of Sam Burns based on where other players are being valued. Like, you're going to tell right. me that Tiger I, should pay out less than someone who's won three times over the And this is the only tournament that I will ever utter these words, but there are there's a lot more variability with tight with betting on Tiger versus Sam Burns for yeah. this specific tournament <laughs> right now. Yes. You know what I mean just because of all the circumstances going on. Um but I do like Sam Burns plus 5000 and then this is another one who may have not Played there, but has Max Homa not played at the Masters? Um, he's plus eight thousand, which I thought was extremely good value. Um, actually, um, Max Homa is not a debutante. We've got Brent okay. Scooch, right. Power Young, Barnard. Don't you think like those seem like pretty wild odds for Max Homa plus eight thousand? That does seem wild. And now that I'm looking that Sepp Straka is a debutante, I'm probably not going to bet him top 30. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably not. Um, so, yeah, so I like Max Homa plus 8,000. Um, Sam Burns, I already said. And then another one I really like is Billy Horschel plus 7,000. Okay. Billy I, Ho. I had a few lower odds, guys, but you had mentioned them in, in Louis and uh, and Will Zalatoris. Oh, I... I'm going to give you one more just because I, I have him right up here is Tony Finau plus 6,000. He's been playing like shit this year, but he's another one that I feel like Tony's just going to like, he's going to pull through eventually and just like win a few tournaments in a row, not in a row, but like, I think, I feel like he's going to win in bunches kind of thing. Could happen this week. Yeah. He has played like shit recently. Um, yeah. It's like, what is happening, Tony? I actually took um, Siwoo to beat Tony. Uh, throughout the Masters in a, in a parlay. Burns over DeChambeau, Siwoo over Finau, and then Cantlay over Henley. Plus 378 for a parlay. I uh, I was watching this interview with Tony the other day on Golf Channel, and they, he was saying how, like, the first time he played at Augusta, he's like, he said, he's like, I haven't had a lot of, like, quote-unquote spiritual experiences, but, like, the first time I played at Augusta was, like, almost one of those type things. Oh, boy. And, I mean, t- Tony's a religious man. He's a Mormon boy. So hearing 
Tony talk about spirituality. He's got God on his side. Go, go hang Might out with Webster. Miracle, Brian. Might go hang out with miracle. Bubba Watson and Webster. Well, actually, Bubba's got – actually, I take that back because Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson both have very good history here. Webb is more of like a – I have – Webb's one of my guys too that I like. The last five years, I'm pretty sure he's top 20 every year, if not top – like he's I had like Webb... three top 10s and the others are like top 15, top 21. Like it's all very good finishes. My only concern is – as he, he's on my fantasy team, I've watched how he's performed this year. He had a bad yeah. neck early on. Like, he's just played like shit. Um, but this is one of those tournaments where the it, it brings it out of people. So hopefully he's yeah. just been screwing me every week in fantasy just so he can show up on the Masters, and and I, I would uh, I would take advantage of that. I like Webb this year, too. He um, I'm pretty sure he, was, he led after day one last year, I believe, and he was leading – I want to say he blew up on like his last three or four holes on Friday Sounds and like, like thing and do. lost the lead, but um, the, he does historically play pretty well. Yeah. Him. My only concern is they lengthened amen corner. So the course mm-hmm. now plays like 300 yards longer. I think it says, um, Oh, I didn't realize it was, well, maybe, it, I, I've, maybe I've it's just not the amen corner. Made, yeah. They, they made a bunch of changes. Yeah. Um, and Webb is not long off the tee. So no. that that could be a, a slight concern. But after you mentioned Homa, it made me think uh, DraftKings had put out this like DraftKings like special parlay. It was for Cam Smith, Shane Lowry, Max Homa, and Bobby Mack all to make the cut plus 150. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like it. I, I like that I, a lot. Especially when like when you're talking about like Cam Smith to make the cuts, probably minus 500. Right. right. Like Shane Lowry is probably minus 300. Uh, Homa. I don't know about Homa based on how shitty his fucking to win it all odds were, but yeah, even McIntyre is probably around even odds to, to make the cut. And he's a lefty lefties play well here. Robert McIntyre. We go, he goes by Bobby Mack on the life in the rough pot. Return of the Mac. I do. I don't know why I feel like it's going to be someone. I feel like someone's going to win this year that like, is kind of like one of those long shot type guys for some reason. I, I don't I don't think it's going to be like a JT or, or a ROM or any of those guys. I really do feel like it's going to be someone a little bit out of left field that wins. Larry, Larry Mize. What's a hundred thousand. Dude, actually, you know what I was, I, I, Sandy Lyle. look at this. Fred couples. I'm pretty sure Fred couples top 20 is like plus 5,000. Well, top 10 is plus 10,000. So yeah, but that's not, that might not be too bad of a uh, swing for the fences type play. I'd probably go with VJ Singh before I went with Fred couples. You think, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do. Uh, VJ still bombs the ball. I, and he's plus 15,000 as a top 10. Wow. Yeah, I think he's, he's a lot. Of, I think he's a fair amount older than Fred. Maybe oh. not. Let me, let me look this up. VJ saying, oh, dude, VJ is younger than Fred Couples. What's he, like 55? VJ is 59, and Fred Couples is like 62, 63. Okay. All right. VJ is like also like 6'5", isn't he? He's like fucking Yeah, that's why he, tall. like, I think he averages around 300 yards off the tee on the Champions Tour. They probably hate him. Um God, I'm so excited. Can't wait for the par three tomorrow. 
They canceled oh. that last year. Oh, dude, it's I so know. fun. I would love to play that course. That's definitely yeah. a course I'd love to play. All the greens funneled towards the flag. Like, are you kidding me? It's got to be so much fun. <laughs> Char- Charlie's going to shoot the score. I can guarantee it. I wish. Where are the odds on the par three tournament? They don't put them. Yeah, it's too bad. It Well, because it's not legit. Like, the players will have their kids put out like only oh, no. like not well there's only a couple people that actually card scores and it's usually like the younger guys because they're yeah. literally out there like oh i could win the par three challenge even though no one that's ever won the par three challenge has won the masters um yeah you don't even you don't get a green jacket what do you get like a green pocket square something like that no they don't even invite you to the dinner they you you get nothing you don't pass go. You don't get $200. Tony Finau gets a hole in one and breaks his goddamn ankle. Oh my God. Do you remember that? was fucking wild. Was disgusting. Oh, so terrible. Oh God. I can't wait for this weekend. I'm so excited. Make sure you right, download so- the masters app. Get that downloaded. Get that downloaded. Masters app is wild. I see. I don't really. Uh, is it not going to be on ESPN plus? No, it should be. But like, with the Masters app, like you can literally track everything. Whereas ESPN Plus yeah, is probably going to be like so many cameras, right? ESPN Plus will probably be Amen Corner holes fifteen and sixteen, featured groups, and the main feed. Yeah, but the main feed doesn't start until like three o'clock in the afternoon. Wait, That's the what? problem with the coverage. Why? It's the least covered golf tournament at all because it's so exclusive. Even. Oh, so you've already looked up the schedule for this weekend? No, I just I assume it's the same exact as every other year. Uh, like you, you'll get. Oh, a see, I thought it would be different this year with the new ESPN Plus shit. I could I, be wrong. Um, I I hope I'm wrong, but the Masters has always been one of the most difficult tournaments to watch. Thank God for the streaming services now because they at least put you on different holes before CBS. Or, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if ESPN has the rights to, um, to an early morning main feed. Dude, it looks like it is three p.m. I think you're right. It, it I mean, it's they just do have historic. the par three tournament on ESPN Plus though tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll be tuned into that. Um, it yeah. just like I, you know, you're watching it in a different way before the main. It it just kind of sucks. It it it's a bit yeah. ridiculous. It just also I think it it makes it more prestigious like it's it's more unavailable like you you really have to be tuning in to if you want to know what's going on at augusta 100 100 percent. and i will tune in as much as i possibly can all right well it's been another good one i'm brian ackley i'm kevin o'coin and we will catch you next week everybody have a great master's week see you Woo!